Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. So it's this story about this gentleman, and this this gentleman is, is ready to settle down. And so he finally has the special date to meet a very special young lady. He's been looking forward to this date for months. And he wants to make a very, very good impression. So they finally meet. The time has come. And they meet at a really nice restaurant. So he begins to talk. And he talks about where he went to school, his first job, the car he drives, how much money he makes. He talks about the places where he has traveled. And then all of a sudden he realizes he's been talking for about an hour. And he says, enough about me. I've been talking and seem like I'm hogging up the conversation. What do you think about me? Now, it's not like the young lady was really listening to the gentleman because she was wondering if all her um, nails had dried because she had went to the nail salon, got her nails done, and she wore these gorgeous shoes. But her shoes were a little bit tight, and so her feet were really starting to ache. And so... At the end of the gentleman's conversation, she really didn't hear what he was talking about. And so when he asked her, what do you think about me? She didn't have anything to say. Have you been in that kind of a situation where you're involved in a conversation But something is a little bit odd. The conversation is kind of off. It's almost like you're in a conversation, but you're outside of the conversation. And then you put your finger on what you think is going on. And it's the conversation is going on. And you're not in the conversation. We are continuing on in our Leadership Positive Mindset Seminar. As a leader, and as I want to remind us all, when we talk about leadership in the perspective of transition awareness breathing, we're talking about the leadership of ourselves. And oftentimes, Many times we are misunderstood or we misunderstand others. And so during our time together, my hope is to decrease the gap and provide you with some helpful information that will guide you to be not only 
a better leader of yourself, but also a better leader in your world, in your community. Before I go any farther, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing podcasts to you. And to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, thank you so much for all you do to help bring Transition Awareness Breathing podcasts to my listeners wherever they go. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, so I'd like to invite us to take a moment and incorporate a mindfulness skill in a leadership way. And that mindfulness skill is the body scan. Now we know that using the body scan, we start from the head and we work towards the toes and we um, take in information about sensations and how our body is reacting to um, our surroundings. But let's take that technique and turn it to a scan, which maybe I'll call a internal leadership scan. And so what I invite you to do to be open and look at it with your mind's eye the way you communicate the words that you use the inflections of your voice the different um, you know common words you use to describe things and along with with that what you feel is important to do in order to get your message across so as a leader one of the really essential things to do is to look at our own values, our own way that we communicate before we become a leader to anyone else, actually. It, um, sometimes I think um, it's misinterpreted that, you know, when you become a leader, you know, you automatically go and you're in charge of, of people and, you know, you just, you're thrown into the ocean and the strong ones make it and, you know, become, uh, you know, really super, supercharged leaders. And, you know, those who don't make it, you know, they just kind of fall back to the beach. Well, actually, um, if, if we're in tune to ourselves as a leader and, can recognize how we communicate, what's important to us, what words we use, and the inflections of our voice. When we do that leadership internal scan, we find a lot out. We we find out a lot about ourselves and how we communicate our desires, our wishes to others. And it doesn't make it right or wrong. It's it's a starting point. And just as if we're going through a change or you know, 
if we're going outside and we check the temperature, if it's hot, we wear cooler clothes. If it's cold, we wear warmer clothes. And so just as we do that kind of um, scan of our, our environment to, to wear the, the, the right clothing, um, as a leader, it's important to kind of look at ourselves and adjust our style to those who we may, may be talking to. If we take a perspective, if we take the stand that what I say is most important and other people have to adjust to what I say, I think um, we open ourselves to some uh, challenges and some bumpy roads when we are communicating in um, and taking our self-leadership skills to others. If we are taking the position that I, I really want to make myself clear and, and when I talk in a certain way or if my hands are distracting or um, if I haven't done a check kind of uh, seeing if people are following what I'm saying. If I don't do that, then I'm losing uh, my listeners or I'm losing in the the building of this relationship. Then I'm, I'm willing to step back and stop and ask, you know, am I clear or um, what can I do to make this a little bit better, this interaction a little bit better? And if I'm a kind of person who... I tend to stick with the facts. Am I, am I open enough to learn a way to take in consideration to speak with a little bit more emotion or take um, in some information that I can communicate with more sensitivity? Even though I'm not comfortable with that style of conversation, am I willing to learn? And so I think that part is um, important to consider when we talk about a mindful leadership trait, the, the, the openness and the curiosity to uh, look at how I am leading myself and communicating and the words that I use. And this takes a lot of work. Now I would like to invite you to um, be open to some information that may help close some gaps. I'd like to share information with you about something that is called Emotional intelligence. And you may have heard about it. Uh, a lot of times you may see it abbreviated as EQ, emotional intelligence. Many of us know what intellectual intelligence means, which is abbreviated IQ. 
And oftentimes, the IQ of a person is uh, is kind of uh, representing how smart they are. But what do we really mean by smart? I invite you to start asking questions because this asking questions is going to help us open up some spots where we can find the gaps to close these gaps. A person who may have a very high IQ intellectual intelligence may have a lower emotional intelligence. Oftentimes, maybe, according to a article um, that I read in Educause, sometimes um, it may be thought that because a person may have a high IQ, that their in, their uh, emotional intelligence uh, would be high as well. However, oftentimes what might happen is a person who has a high intellectual IQ is a little bit low on the emotional intelligence, EQ. So what does all this Q mean? Well, it means how we communicate with others, others outside of ourselves, others outside of our comfortable zone. If you are familiar with any kind of personality uh, assessing personality tests, and one of the most common ones you may have heard about is the Myers-Briggs personality system. And it helps to recognize people's different personality traits. If you've ever had your Myers-Briggs done, it's really surprising um, how um, close or even right on target that this uh, Myers-Briggs system really identifies with people. I've taken it a couple of times and it comes out pretty similar. I'm not going to tell you my Myers-Briggs personality trait, by the way. I'm going to let you figure that one out. Anyway, because it's not about me. The Myers-Briggs personality system, I can share, or I will share with you, that it divides people <clears throat> well, the, the uh, test doesn't divide people, but how people respond to the assessment, they come out either being feelers, you know, people who are kind of feeling their function of, of uh, the way they communicate, or thinkers. And um, the thinkers usually have, with the way they relate to others, they can be may be perceived as kind of cold-hearted people. Um, these uh, kind of people may demonstrate the, the trait of, you know, if they have a job to do, they're going for the job, and they really don't take um, people's feelings strong in, strongly in consideration. Um, they tend to approach a conversation starting from the intellectual, the, the head. Whereas the feeling person who has a strong feeling trait, usually these are the people who will 
begin conversations or engage in conversations that has a lot of feeling and emotion. And it's described that people that have strong feeling personality traits have conversations that kind of begins from the heart. Now, that's not the only part of the Myers-Briggs. The Myers-Briggs is uh, multi-dimensional. Uh, it really uh, you know, examines and gives feedback to all dimensions of one's personality, but I'm just concentrating on those two traits, the, the um, thinker and the feeler. Um, so... And one is the one is is not right, and the other is not wrong. It's just how we we uh, communicate is how we process is how we handle information to communicate our feelings, and and so um, with that in consideration, uh, people learn accordingly um, to their tr- to their personality strengths and the focus of our discussion is to look at what our strengths are of course but then to go the step farther and look at the traits that we can grow that may not be as strong so that we can communicate to others at their strength. Does that make sense? So um, so we're really looking at ourselves. We're doing an internal leadership scan, seeing that if, if, we're, if I'm a, a, a person who is very sensitive and I can relate to people or I relate to myself as a very sensitive person, uh, very uh, emotion. Uh, I can um, look at that and say, this is, the, this is how I process information. This is how I take information in. And I realize that if I'm communicating with someone that is a strong thinker, a thinker who processes information from the head and just kind of gets to, to the point that I don't, I don't really need to get offended because the information that's being communicated from a thinking person, that's how they're processing. And so we're not trying to change each other. We're accepting each other and really um, sticking to the mission of whatever our relationship is. Wow. I feel like we've just gotten started. And it's time to in uh, this in this podcast. So... I look forward to talking to you next time. Come back again, and we're going to continue on um, this topic of exploring our leadership uh, trait, and we're going to move on. Thank you for joining me in Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. Transition Awareness Breathing is more than mindfulness. Thank you. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. 
transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com. 